when we do these things, we become more focused on our reputation and how other people perceive us. And that just should not be, guys. It just should not be. Welcome back to the I Have Written Podcast, guys. This is Daniel, and today we are talking about alphas and betas and the sigma male, which is something which has become a bit of an internet phenomenon lately. But first, let's define these things, and then I'll actually get into why I want to talk about this stuff, okay? So an alpha male and a beta male, they're pseudoscientific terms for men... Um, which is derived from the um, animal classification and designation for um, dominance uh, hierarchy in animal science. Um, But the popularization of these terms to describe humans uh, has been around for quite a while, so uh, it's nothing new, but the um, definitions for them specifically are as follows. An alpha male, at least according to a certain person's definition, an alpha male is a man who is highly intelligent, confident, and successful. They are generally generally considered to be good leaders and prefer to be in positions of power. Um, they're very gregarious, um, typically rather sociable, typically extroverted, things of that nature. These, these are the guys who are not afraid to get in your face and get their way and make their opinion known. Betas, on the other hand, is someone, uh, they, well, these are self-identifying terms as well, okay? Someone who self-identifies, um, someone who is not dominant, someone who is generally submissive, um, someone who typically prefers to be seen rather than heard, you know, or sometimes not noticed at all. And, you know, quite often they're called cowards, unjustifiably so. Uh, And then there is the Sigma male. Now, the Sigma male is, like I said, a recent phenomenon. I do not know who coined this term, but I certainly didn't, so I'm not taking uh, credit for this term either. But it's someone who is kind of a combination of an introvert and alpha male. I guess an introverted alpha, I I guess you could say. The kind of lone wolves, another popular term I hear out there is maverick. There's someone who differs from the alpha male. While the alpha male is more concerned with um, social position and social power and sway over others, the sigma male is more driven by measurable success and personal values, things of that nature. And betas, of course, are below both, both of these, supposedly, okay? But why I want to talk about these things, guys, is because men are men, and we are competitive by nature. We're always trying to outdo each other. And as I've talked before, this competitive spirit, this competitive side to us is not a bad thing, necessarily. The drive we have to succeed, to conquer, to overcome problems and obstacles is a good thing. 
in and of itself. Inherently, it is a good thing. When it becomes a problem is when we start comparing ourselves and everything becomes a competition and a rivalry between guys. You know, yes, there are guys with more naturally dominant personalities. And if they're not careful and they're not aware of it, they can unknowingly, even to themselves, become pushy, become domineering, become kind of scary to other people because of their just natural way of going about things, right? Betas, on the other hand, you know, they tend to be more submissive, more quiet, more reserved. And if they're not careful, they can let themselves get walked over and never actually achieve their full potential because they're too timid to be vocal about what they need and or want or what needs to be done. And then, then the Sigmas have the crippling uh, issue of being inc incredibly success-driven, but they're not people persons at all. And I'm not a people person either, but I have no problem being around people and people don't scare me. But these guys are more focused on just doing their own thing regardless of the impacts of others. And they're more just entirely focused on self. They can tend, at least by the definition, they can tend to be very selfish beings and individuals. Now, why am I defining all these things? Well, I think, I can't prove this, but I think that the term alpha, beta, sigma, omega, even if there is a term for omega used out there for human hierarchy systems, I think they should be just reserved for animals. I don't think it's applicable to people. I think it's just that people are different. There are different men who are dif differently gifted at certain things, and we should leave it at that. I don't think we should be classifying each other as, well, he's an alpha or he's a beta. Instead, we should say, well, this guy is very confident and sure of himself, but he can be kind of domineering sometimes, and he needs to work on that and learn to be a little more sensitive to the needs of others, right? Then there's this other guy who some would call the beta. Well, you know, he's typically pretty quiet and reserved. He's not, you know, trying to be the life of the party, trying to get the center of attention, but he is very focused and he tends to stick to his guns and his morals pretty well. But I wish he would just speak up more and be a little more assertive as far as uh, um, holding his ground for others as well. You know, and sometimes he lets himself get walked over a little bit by the other guy who's a bit more open uh, vocally and a bit more domineering. Then there's the other guy who's a lone wolf, you know, and yeah, he's very driven, very success-driven, very focused, very talented. But man, um, he just doesn't care what his actions uh, have an how his actions have an effect on others, and he sometimes it seems like he purposefully is looking to be successful in certain in his personal life and in his external life as well, regardless of what's happening around him, and sometimes even in spite of what's happening around him. Sometimes it can be hurtful. That's how we should be talking about people instead of just well he's an alpha he's a beta etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Guys, people are more complex than that. And I know men are the definitely simpler creatures of the two sexes, but we're still pretty complicated, all things considered. And the Bible talks about these things, about unnecessary rivalry, unnecessary competition. So I'm going to read a few verses here. So Philippians 2, 3. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Oh, man. 
he's a beta and I'm an alpha. Um, that makes me better than him. That makes me more um, inherent to have success as opposed to him. Well, that's not what the Bible says your attitude should be, sir. The Bible says you should always consider others as more important than yourselves because you should always have a servant mentality and a mentality to lift others up and build them up, right? 2 Corinthians 10.12, For we are not bold to class ourselves or compare ourselves with some of those who commend themselves. But when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are without understanding. So that's a bit of a bomb drop right there. So you guys who are out there constantly classifying each other and yourselves in all these things, it says you don't have any understanding. And I agree with that statement fully, wholeheartedly. Because, as I said before, people are more complicated than that. When you're comparing yourself with someone else, you're forgetting that God made you a certain way for a reason, and that God made that other man over there different for a reason. And there's nothing wrong with that, and it's a good thing. There's a difference between unity and uniformity. Uniformity, more often than not, when it comes to people, can be very dangerous and more than a, a hindrance, than a help. Unity can be awesome. We need unity in the church, in the body of Christ, not uniformity. And Galatians 5.26, Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, or envying one another. That's pretty self-explanatory. Don't be boasting if you're one of those more domineering people, and don't be challenging other people just because they're different than you. And those of you who uh, want something that someone else has, you wish you had a certain body type, you wish you had a certain personality type, etc., etc., don't be envying others, because once again, you're forgetting who God made you to be. And yes, we're all growing and always moving towards the better version of ourselves. Too much timidity is a bad thing, just as much as um, too much confidence is a bad thing. It's all about balance. But don't be envious of one another, okay? And why I'm bringing this up is because I'm seeing in the church more and more this is a thing that's happening where, you know, just like in the workplace, just like in the world, just like in high school and middle school and the army and anywhere else, um, there are the guys who are more domineering, who are more pushy and willing to get their way. and They don't care who they step on. These attitudes are creeping more and more in the church. And these are the guys who typically, because they're more gregarious uh, socially and they're more, you know, confident, they're more charming, they're typically put into leadership positions. And sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's a horrible thing. But often this happens, and I know you guys have seen, seen this, just because of their personality, just because they know a lot of people, just because they have connections. Even though their, their personal characters, characteristics, and their integrity might be incredibly flawed. But because they're popular, they're often put in positions that they don't deserve to be in. And that's not to say that the betas always deserve to be in positions of leadership. But I'm saying oftentimes what we call the beta male, once again, I don't like using that term, but what we call him um, gets overlooked even though he might have talents and gifts and abilities that are more suited for a leadership position. He just might lack the confidence to do so. 
And then there's the Sigma who just needs to learn to be more uh, considerate of others. I don't like the Sigma. I know they're often portrayed as the like ultimate male if you look up like memes and videos about them. It's ridiculous. Um, you would not ever want to be this person or know this person or hang out with this a guy like that because they just come off as selfish jerks to me. <laughs> it's plain and simple. We don't want this stuff in our lives. And as the Bible warns, we don't want to do things out of rivalry or vain conceit. Okay. Now, I am certainly not someone who has ever been considered an alpha male. That's not me. But I've always been okay with that because I know it's just a, it's just a silly, arbitrary term. But I will say this for this system, that if you are considered an alpha male, you have work to do. If you are considered a beta, you have work to do. If you are considered a sigma, you have work to do. Because every single one of those characteristics for every good thing that's about them there's just as many bad things about them. There is no apex male. There is a man of God. Okay? There is a man who's trying to be better and become more like Jesus. That's the best version of yourself that you can be. And, like I said, alphas tend to be very domineering. And personally, guys who are super domineering, I cannot stand these guys because they tend not to listen very well. They tend to get upset when they don't have their way. They don't tend to be good team players. They tend to have a very one-track mind. And they tend to focus more on the material than people, even though they can be pretty socially um, adept. But the end goal isn't about people. It's about success. Same with the Sigmas. Except Sigmas can be very socially adept, but they just don't care enough about people to do so. Those guys are selfish, and it's a myth, guys. It's a myth. It's a deception and a vain thought to think that you can be completely entirely successful in your life without the cooperation and consideration of other people. You know, there was a gentleman, I forget his, forget his name, but he challenged himself. He was from Switzerland, and he decided to stay um, on a tiny Pacific island all by himself for a year just to see if he could do it. And... It was really interesting watching this because he was taking a camera with him everywhere and recording himself. And after a while, he just kind of cracked. Like, he did build up his mental health shortly after that. But there was a point where he just cracked after being alone for a few months because he just cried out and he said, what does it matter what I do? You know, I can build a shelter. I can figure out ways to harvest food and sustain myself. I can carve things out of the land. I can create something. I can do all these awesome things that I've never done before. But what does it matter? Because I don't have anyone to share it with. And people, we're social. We're made to be social, you know? Some of us are less social than others, but God doesn't make any hermits. That's not normal. It's, it's not healthy, okay? Locking yourself up in a monastery and praying all day long does not make you holier than anyone. What it does make you is useless to the kingdom of God because you're just sitting there trying to rise to the rank of some aesthetic. Well, what does being aesthetic help the world? It doesn't help anybody. All right. And it's just a myth that you can do these things and expect God to be happy about it. 
And so that's why we need to stop these these categories, these classifications of this is better than that or that's worse than that. What it comes down to at the end of the day, guys, is that every one of us are different and we're all working through different things. We all have different strengths and talents, right? Yes, sometimes um, these different, uh, how do I word this? These different gifts and strengths can be utilized in a useful way. For instance, if someone is more socially adept, have him be in a position where he works with people a lot because that will stimulate him. That will make him happy. That's where um, he can be the most productive, right? If someone's more reserved, more analytical, and more just task-oriented, uh, put them behind the scenes so they can just focus and do their job and they don't have to deal with the constant socialization because that will drain them. Knowing these things about people isn't a bad thing, but just putting them into boxes and saying, this is what you are. You can't be anything else. There's no way. That's stupid, okay? Animals have different personalities, for God's sake. I mean, how much more so people? And it'd be, it's interesting, though, to look in the Bible at the different personalities and you see how they work. For instance, like I said, once again, I don't like these classifications, but for the sake of example, you have your alphas like Paul, the Apostle Paul, very alpha, very people-oriented, very literate, very affluent in um, social graces, different languages, very educated, very domineering, very bold and open and upright with what he wanted to happen, both before and after his conversion. I mean, that was just who he was. Then yeah, you have your betas. You have you know a few of the, a few of the disciples. You have um, uh, John, for instance, the uh, the one who wrote the book of John. You have Matthew um, and Luke. Even I would say, not because they were weak or anything like that, but because you noticed in the gospels they wrote gospels, but they're not talked about very much because they weren't being very domineering. Peter was another one who could be considered an alpha. Very domineering, very open. Quite often he suffered from foot-in-mouth disease, if you'll pardon the pun, because he was always stumbling over his words and saying things before he thought about them. But he was very open and bold and very much a leader, very much a leader. And maybe he didn't even know that about himself, but he was very much a leader. You got sigmas over here and... I think these guys would be some of the prophets, right? Probably like uh, Daniel and uh, Joseph, I would say, to some extent. And even Moses, because um, they often spent a lot of time just alone with God and just off by themselves, really. David is another one who I would consider to be an alpha, and so on and so forth. There are all these other people we could go through. Jesus, um, obviously, was perfect. He was a perfect balance of everything he needed to be. So, rightly so. And I think this furthers my point, guys. You can't classify Jesus as any one of these things because he was a perfect balance of everything that a man needed to be. If you can't classify Jesus, why do you think that you need to be classified? I said it right there. I could just end this podcast right there, and I'm very tempted to do so. But, I mean... Think about it, guys. If Jesus didn't need to be classified and could not be classified, why do we? 
We are who we are. The only classification that I want is that I am who God made me to be. That's what I'm always striving towards. That's who I always want to be, right? And so it should be with any single one of us. Pursue who God made you to be. Pursue God and a relationship with him, and he'll help you discover who you're made to be. And let's get rid of these competitions and these rivalries and all these little backbiting comments where we're always measuring each other up. Well, I bet I could take him. I'm not saying in a fight, though we sometimes do that. I could take him. You know, I got more money than him. I'm more fluent at talking with girls than this guy. Or I'm better than this guy because I'm more academic. I'm more um, intellectually minded and he's just a dumb jock, you know. Or I'm all of the above, you know. So on and so forth. We do all these silly competitions and there's just no basis for it. When we're doing these things, we're becoming more focused on ourselves and who we um, want to be in the flesh, not in spirit, not who God told us to be. When we do these things, we become more focused on our reputation and how other people perceive us. And that just should not be, guys. It just should not be. And Jesus wouldn't want that either. You know, there's the example in the Bible where... You know, it says that on the road as they were traveling somewhere, some of the disciples got in an argument, arguing which one of them was the best. And Jesus just shut it down. He didn't tolerate that at all. He said, you know, the least of you is the greatest of you, and the greatest of you should be the least of you. And he was starting to outline the aspect of the best leaders know how to be servants as well. And those who know how to be good servants have the potential of being great leaders. And he didn't say any of you are better than the others. He just said, this is what's going to happen if you want to be a leader. And he shut it down completely. While they were trying to categorize themselves and have a competition and a rivalry, he did not tolerate it at all. And if, guys, if we're wanting to be like Christ, who was actually the perfect person, we need to be like him and emulate him. And so if he's not tolerating rivalries and competitions and measuring each other up constantly, neither should we. I hope you guys can agree with me on that. So these were my thoughts for today, guys. Let's put away these silly measurements and rivalries and actually just focus on being brothers and having iron sharpen iron. Let's come together in unity, not uniformity. All right, guys. Have an awesome weekend. I'm praying for you guys, and I appreciate each and every one of you who listen and support this. And I will see you next time.